Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, March 17th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Orbital Apes AMA, hosted by the Wrecked Gang. Let's take a listen. All right, people are uh, trickling in. So, uh, welcome everybody. Today we're lucky to have with us uh, the Orbital Apes. And who am I speaking with? It, uh, do you go by CO or <laughs> what's your nickname? <laughs> no, it's Co. Okay, just co. Uh, that's nice. Yep. Uh, that's good to know. I'm Berserker or Rex Zerker. We've, that's how we interacted in the DMs. And I'm the co-founder of Rec Gang. We do Twitter AMAs and spaces all the time with different projects. Uh, we love to learn about what's going on in the NFT and crypto ecosystem. So again, thank you for um, being here with us, and just to let you know, Co, this is being recorded by our friend uh, Finn from Terra Spaces. Uh, usually, he's very good at archiving this, so it will stay <laughs> for all eternity. You'll be able to re-listen to this. <laughs> okay, that's good to hear, but I have to be careful, I guess. Yeah, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Terra Luna. I always like to mention this story uh, before we start, but uh, the SEC has used Finn's recordings to uh, file a loose lawsuit against, you know, Terraform Labs and, and Do Kwan. So, and and they put they cite Terra Spaces as the source uh, for the audio. So, uh, be mindful. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm happy he's here. Yeah, like initially, the funny thing is I think that Doe actually paid for the service uh, in the first place. So kind of, anyways, long story, we're not going to talk about it. But uh, yeah, it is recorded. That's all I wanted to mention. Okay, cool. Co, uh, thank you again for being here. I think uh, a lot of people know about orbital apes in the cosmos ecosystem. You guys are kind of like the super blue chip. Uh, in my opinion, the NFT project that built the most in the cosmos. Um, you know, I know a few projects and I know a lot of them are going to be competing. We did this, we did that, but you guys are definitely out there. You have uh, so many things going on. So let's get started. Um, so, Co, what is your role on the team and how did you decide to kind of, how did you guys decide to launch the Orbital Apes? Like, what was the genesis idea here? All right. So, first of all, thanks for all those nice words. It's pretty cool that we'll have that perception of the project. Uh, my role in the OA team is as community manager and I handle some of the business aspect of the of the project. 
So pretty much like the team is composed of uh, mainly coders, the core team. So before all of them used to work for some like contracting and some projects in the crypto space, but it was always someone else's project. So everyone got enough experience that they wanted to experiment and try out a project on their own. So that's how all of us came together and we decided to launch this as our own project. So we decided to go NFT route because it's a great way to gain an audience, get exposure and some, yeah, pretty much exposure on the space. And once you have a super strong community as an NFT, you can carry your people into your future projects. Like we did the marketplace, we did Rumble, which is a decentralized lottery system. And we're building the what we hope is going to be the largest decks in FMOS. So it's awesome to have all of this community follow us in every step. We capture them with the NFTs, but now it's become a family and we keep moving on from project to project. So that was the whole idea behind this project. Yeah. And I guess you mentioned this. You guys are definitely, you know, the blue chip uh, in the cosmos, but more specifically, Evmos. And that's where you guys found your home with the marketplace and all the utilities that your NFT brings. So wondering, you know, why did you guys decide to build out an NFT project on that chain specifically, which before you guys, you know, or wasn't uh, NFT chain that was very often used, right? Like for NFTs and things like that. Yeah. So from our background, most of the core team is Lidity developers. So we used to work in in EVM projects in the past. So our core expertise was in the EVM side. So we were also big fans of the Cosmos ecosystem, the IBC and how everything is interconnected. So FMOS was pretty much the perfect match for our skills and for our interests. So once we saw the EVM could connect to Cosmos through IBC, we continued to pursue this chain and we decided to launch our project here. And it was a perfect match. We managed to capture the audience and grow a super big project. Right now, I think we're the biggest builders in FMOS, so it's encouraging. Plus, we believe in the future capabilities of the chain. What, what has been done until now and the promises for the future is really encouraging. And we can see this from other chains that have forked the code base of FMOS. And we see a lot of attention coming to the to the fact that you can connect EVM and Cosmos so easily with the with the um, Tender Mint. <clears throat> yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the Evmos forks later on, <laughs> uh, but it seems like you know the tech is definitely something that brings a unique value proposition, right? Um, you could have built on any EVM chain, is that correct? Like, you know, Polygon, Arbitrum, or whatever's hot right now in the EVM, but you chose to go with FMOS because of the IBC interoperability, or was it something else? No, yeah, for sure. So any EVM chain was a possibility, but we liked the approach and the scope of the FMOS chain, like the fact that it can join these two major ecosystems in the blockchain space was uh, an immediate attractive for us. 
Nice. Yeah, that that makes sense. And also, I guess it was an unmet need. Like there were no NFTs at the time or from my understanding, you guys are definitely the first the first big project that I know of on Evmos. So um, kind of filling that gap is also a, a good opportunity space. I'm wondering, so if you could take us through basically what you guys have built out. I know you already mentioned a couple of things, but first you guys minted the Orbital Apes, right? And I love the 3D art. Um, I'm wondering like who your artist is because it seems like it's very consistent throughout um, all your marketing packages and, and, and your website as well. Kind of like that cool 3D looking uh, ape. It almost doesn't look like an ape actually. <laughs> Yeah, so actually the designer team is part of the of the team. So all our marketing is going to be consistent. All our designs from the past and from the future are going to be consistent because it's not like we hired some designer to do some drawings, but we have they're part of the team. They help us build a vision of the NFT and it's always going to be the staple imagery of of the brand. So that's why like we have a pretty consistent branding across everything. So you're telling me the core team that is also developers is it can also do design. Is that correct? Like <laughs> you guys do it all? <laughs> no, no. It's uh, part developers, part design, but mm -hmm. we're together and we will continue working together. Okay, cool. And how many people are there on, on this team? So in total, it's eight the core like the developing side is three but uh, yeah the full team is eight okay yeah that makes sense because you guys have a lot going on so after the nft mint what did you guys decide to do next like you need it was the marketplace right yeah so we took a kind of a different approach so part of the um, we decided to launch an nft collection in fmos but there wasn't a marketplace in Evmos where people could trade it. So it was pretty much going to stay in people's wallets. So since we had the experience and everything, we decided to release the marketplace before the NFT collection. This was because we were waiting for optimal conditions in Evmos. As every new chain that launches has a period of volatility, like the price of the coin is not going to stay the same. So we decided to wait for enough people to adopt the chain to build a community there and then launch the NFT. So our approach was first launching the marketplace. And then two months after that, we decided to mint the collection. So through our marketplace, people kind of got an idea of what our capabilities were. And then once people knew exactly what we were about, they we released the NFT and it, we managed to sell it out in around a month and a half, which in those times was uh, an achievement, I would say. Also part of the whole ecosystem of Orbital Lapes was launching a validator in FMOS. And we were actually the largest validator in FMOS for a couple months before VCs and big uh, players came in. We managed to grow to that size through community and outreach. So it was a Pretty cool achievement. We managed to solidify a good a good community over that time. Yeah, the validator is definitely big as well. So there's the the marketplace, the validators, the NFT collections, and and uh, you mentioned earlier kind of the raffles. I, I don't think you call them raffles, uh, but you could yeah. you so, kind of um, 
Yeah, the protocol is called Rumble. It's a decentralized raffle system. So for this, it was also a cool story because we've always been like we were one of the first in Fmos, and we were growing as the chain was growing. So as a new chain, it's not going to contain all the infrastructure that you need to build everything you've seen in Ethereum, for example. So one of the things we did for this project was pretty much connect to different uh, randomness Oracle providers. And we actually helped DIA, which was the provider we chose to pass a governance proposal to pretty much fund their tech as a public good for FMOS. And once we got that proposal passed, we used that same tech to uh, power this protocol. So what they do is they provide randomness on chain, which is what you need for a completely decentralized and fair raffle system. So in raffles, normally you have, you need random outcomes. So through DIA, we can make these random outcomes completely transparent and people can see how we arrive to those. So it's completely fair, can't be rigged, can't be moved by anyone. So it's a pretty fun way for people to interact in giveaways or just outright selling NFTs, capturing audiences. So it's pretty cool. That was one of our cool projects we did. Yeah, uh, I think it's really cool that you guys built this out. And, and you know, for a long time, it was the only project that had a, a raffle system. <laughs> uh, when you have many of them that have this on EVM, you guys kind of brought it to Cosmos. So I think it's a very interesting and unique concept. So I'm wondering, you know, with all the things that you ha guys have going, do the holders get any of that utility back? Like, um, suppose the validator rewards and, and things like the raffles and so on and so forth. Uh, you guys have built out a lot. So I'm wondering if the holders benefit from that utility that you guys created. Yeah, so actually this is one of the major uh, benefits of being an Orbital Apes holder. Uh, we made a promise to the... Um, to our holders that when we develop a project under the Orbital Apes brand, they're going to share a part of the profits generated by the, by the project. So people get 50% of the validator commissions, they get 20% of all the trading fees from Orbit Marketplace, and they get 20% of all the fees from Rumble. So this is our approach. This is our way to keep the community engaged and to reward them for believing in us in the early stages. Because it was a new chain, it was a new project, and people uh, pretty much put their trust in us. So we wanted to find a way to reward our community for being loyal and for holding long term. Because ideally, once you mint an NFT project, you want people to stay part of the community. So this was pretty much our incentive system to keep people engaged and to help us grow into future projects. And until now, it's worked amazing. Like we still have, I recognize people from our Discord, from Twitter. It's the same people that are constantly engaging with us. And it's a huge encouragement when building new things. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of like the model for utility NFTs. You guys have it. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of flowers, but it's just, it's, it's true. We see a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people promising things, but you guys have the raffle. 
have the marketplace, have the validator. Um, I'm wondering how much revenue does that look like in terms of absolute numbers? Like, could you put a number? One orbital ape generates this amount of US dollars per month on average. Is that something that you could give me? Okay, so I'm not going to talk about that explicitly, but we have another uh, website, which is the OA Hub. It's pretty much the main dashboard where people can see what's happened with their Orbital Apes NFTs and what's happened with the whole ecosystem. So if you access OA Hub, which is linked in our, in our Twitter, you can see everything that has happened with a collection, all the airdrops we've received, all the revenues from different protocols, and pretty much everything that's been done since the collection launched. And yeah, like people can see for themselves, it's all blockchain, so it's uh, completely accurate. And it's pretty cool to be able to display that and see how we've delivered for our holders. Yeah, you're right. Finn is recording here, so let, let's not dabble into security <laughs> style NFTs uh, or else I'll get back to you. Don't, don't worry. Uh, Finn, please delete the recording after a few months, this one in particular. Um, but yeah, okay, it's cool. So so basically there is that revenue generation uh, that's going on um, as well as you mentioned one thing that we haven't discussed, which are the airdrops. So you guys are kind of like one of the favorite collections to airdrop to as well. And I'm wondering if there's like a reason for that uh, outside of your notoriety. Like, do you guys create these partnerships in advance with some of these uh, upcoming protocols and uh, chains? Yeah. So for us, a big part of rewarding our whole thing, them exposure in the crypto space. So we actively pursue partnerships with other projects. But it's also a matter of being a strong community, like someone who deserves an airdrop. Because ideally, when you drop your tokens, it's going to be people that actually interact with the protocol, people that may stake the coins, uh, hoping for uh, like growth on the protocol. So once we approach someone and they see that we have a strong community, it's not that hard to convince them to give some of their allocation of tokens to our community because they know they will be there on the long term as they've been with us. And that's part of the pretty much operation we have. It's uh, building projects and approaching communities to continuously increase the size of the ecosystem. So once they see what we've achieved with the people we've achieved, they don't hesitate on airdropping for that community. Yeah, I guess the reputation, right, like uh, of being builders and being a strong community is obviously helpful, but that's great for your holders, right? Like, I think you guys have a very juicy Tory airdrop on top of, you know, other airdrops. <laughs> um, so that brings me kind of to the next point uh, I wanted to chat about with you guys, because... Um, Incredible project. Like I, I have nothing to say in terms of your execution and and um, everything that you build out. Um, usually, I'm very critical, so you know this is <laughs> it's very positive. Uh, my only criticism, or I guess my only question, is you guys are on Evmos, right? And I'm wondering if you could kind of talk about the hurdles of being on Evmos. And also, I guess the follow-up after that will be, are you guys planning to expand 
in the multi-chain or on another chain? Because you definitely have like the, the capabilities and have shown that you're able to build something really cool. Yeah, so a couple of months ago, we actually published our vision for 2023. Part of that was expanding our validator services to different chains. So that's the current approach. Uh, we're going to keep finding projects we believe on and that we think have potential and we're gonna attempt to validate there and potentially get an airdrop if our community is well received in there we also have the possibility to expand the marketplace but we're not doing anything that's not immediately viable and uh, beneficial for our holders so we think the validator approach is the best way to do it it's a community that wants to put their trust in potentially good projects so this is kind of the best approach we have for the future and then if we have like all our code base we can deploy our protocols in evm chains. so if there's a viable opportunity for us to expand in that sense deploying our protocols in other chains we'll take it but for now we're pursuing the most attractive option for us and for the holders so, so validator expansion comes first, but bridging NFTs in the IBC or eventually in the EVM is not something that's on your immediate kind of uh, vision, right? Yeah, so all of this, whenever we see an opportunity, we take it, we analyze what's going to be the effort and the reward for the holders, and then we take it. So we're not a huge team, so we have to focus on the biggest priority for what's good for the holders. So bridging NFTs is not out of the question. We already have some things in place whenever that becomes a, like a good approach, but it's Technically possible already, but it's not something we're actively pursuing right now. I know your collection is in three chains already, like the rec name is all over the place. But for us, since we built this incentive system based on FMOS and uh, Cosmos itself, it's we're pretty much trying to bring people into FMOS, discover the benefits of this chain. So for now, going out of it is not the main approach. Like. The way we're going to expand is validating in other chains to get some exposure to them, but not necessarily moving the project out. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, we're on nine different chains technically. So, you know, we kind of embrace the multi-chain narrative uh, because the NFTs are bridgeable. So your plan uh, and vision, which I think is, is very cool as well, is to try to bring people into Evmos, if I can put it that way, right? Um, so I'm wondering, what do you think it would take to bring more people into Evmos? And you mentioned this earlier, uh, the fork of Evmos with Canto, and that was pretty successful. A lot of people bought in NFTs on that Canto chain. I minted some myself uh, from contract. I think I didn't make any money, but it didn't cost me any money, whatever. Um, so I'm wondering, what will it take to grow Evmos? Yeah, so in this case, I think it's a different approach in terms of marketing and exposure. Canto is pretty much based on the same code base as Evmos. It has the same capabilities, maybe even less, because Evmos is the like the core team from Evmos is the one pushing the boundaries on this code base. So uh, Canto got 
louder. They targeted more EVM customers. They got to them in a way they reacted better to. But the core tech is always going to come first from Evmos. Uh, everything that Canto is built on is being led by the team. So uh, for us, it's important to have access to the to the main source of technology. And something we think will bring Evmos to a different level is the new upgrades they're going to do. Because if you see their 2023 manifesto, they have multiple things like pre-compiled contracts and they have the interchain accounts, which is going to also address the thing you said about expanding to other chains because interchain accounts allows you to interact with the Evmos chain, but that causes also an effect on different uh, Cosmos chains that are connected to the ICA. So with this, we can pretty much keep our users in FMOS, but they can still interact with other chains. And this is the main approach of FMOS. This is what we came for and what's going to be deployed pretty soon. I think this is part of the Q2 uh, roadmap for FMOS. So it's something we're extremely excited about. We don't need to take users out of FMOS, but they can still interact with every chain in the Cosmos side. So. As an NFT project, and, and I think you, you, you mentioned this, right? You said that Canto had a very different approach, which was focusing on the EVM people, mainly, I guess, on the Ethereum people, because they're the ones that are minting like DGENs or a few Solana people as well. Um, but you guys, or Evmos, is not focusing from from what you just told me is not focused on getting the EVM customer base, but more focused on getting the Cosmos customer base, right? So, um, I guess my question is, or a thought is, wouldn't it be better to focus on the EVM side because there's such NFT degens, and we've seen how much Canto can get success, right, from uh, approaching those people. Yeah, so in here, the thing is, for sure, we could approach the largest market in the NFT space, like in the crypto space, which is Ethereum. But this is not what the goal of FMOS is. Like, we don't need another L1, another EVM L1, another Ethereum, because that's not moving things anywhere. The power of FMOS is bringing new capabilities into this and connecting Ethereum into Cosmos. So we're trying to push those boundaries where the tech is new not trying to repeat the same process as all the other L1s have done. So this is pretty much our approach. It's not copying everything, but building something new and taking advantage of the new possibilities with tech. Yeah, uh, I, I guess my, my uh, thoughts were more on the adoption of the tech, right? Like um, people that will use the tech. Eventually, initially, I agree that uh, Maybe you don't want the DGENs and uh, and you're looking to build something that is different than than Ethereum or uh, the monolithic L1 style right chains and 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 really focusing on kind of the Cosmos approach, which I think is really cool. Uh, but I was just asking from I guess a different point of view, which is the marketing and the adoption of the tech and and not like the end product. Yeah. Okay. So in that respect, I would definitely want to get more people into FMOS. This is something I would support, like doing more marketing, pretty much like getting loud as Canto. This is obviously an improvement for us. But 
we also see that the approach of FMOS is pretty much building. And even though it may take some time and you may stay quiet for a while, the tech they're building is truly something different and unique. And later in time, it will attract customers. So it's two different things, like either bringing a lot of people super excited to find nothing or building everything you can and then bringing people to a fully usable ecosystem where they will immediately be able to do everything that was promised. So for sure, I would love if FMOS makes more noise, but I think their approach also has some merit to it. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. Like Kanto was definitely not ready. Um, I don't know if you played with it, but the, the Explorer just broke down all the time. You couldn't do anything with the chain because it was, I, I don't know how old it was when it got the NFTs, but the shill game or the marketing was definitely there. So there's got to be a balance between the two. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Finding the right spot is the key. It's not easy, obviously, but. I think projects will like projects that actually serve it will get to the main stage at their own time. Nice. And I'm wondering, you know, I know you guys are building heads down and have already built some really cool stuff. You guys, I think are <laughs> underappreciated for, for the amount of things that you guys already built out. Um, and I'm wondering if you are looking into, and I'm not speaking for our project, but in, in terms of collaborations and cross-chain collaborations, uh, maybe that could be like an approach to get more people in your project. Uh, I guess we're doing this Twitter spaces. Uh, you know, a few people from our community are attending, a few people from your community, but we're all learning about the project. So it uh, could be like a good idea uh to to maybe explore that relationship a little more in the future with some sort of community events i'm just opening the door here for you <laughs> no yeah absolutely and it's not like we're against it but we're very careful with what we propose to our community we're very protective with what we pitch to them so whenever we interact with any community including yours is because we uh, truly believe on it we know like they're building they're growing so we try to be careful with who we interact with because it's part of being a community, you know, like protecting the other members of your community and truly taking them to things that can actually work, not just short-term projects that will not bring them any benefit. So yeah, we're open to collaboration, but it has to be with the right project. And even this Twitter Spaces is collaborating with the right project. So yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> that's a good good plan. I, I remember um, we collab with everyone now, but like <laughs> you guys are super special, and we're happy to have uh, you know this Twitter Spaces. Uh, uh, we we kind of adopted this approach of collabing with everyone. Sometimes it does not work out in our favor. Absolutely, I agree with that. It's sometimes better to be a little more careful with these. Um, okay, good. So yeah, so just to get more eyes on the Evmos chain, I feel like that's kind of the end goal here. Um, there was another thing that, that was quite curious to me is the fact that you guys um, most recently are working on a DEX, right? Because there were some issues with the Evmos DEX and now you guys are kind of working on a V2 or I don't know how you guys 
call it or rebrand it. But could, could you maybe um, talk about that a little more? Uh, sorry, about what? It cut off. Uh, the decentralized exchange, um, a DEX. Yeah. So this project, like, we took a different approach here. It's not directly... Oh, you're very quiet now. I don't know if you <laughs> changed set. Oh, okay. I can hear you. Okay, that's better? Yeah, this is great. Okay, perfect. So this is kind of a new approach for us. It's not a project directly under the OA brand. It's the OA team pretty much working to provide public infrastructure for FMOS. So the way we approached this was we identified the need for a powerful DEX in FMOS, and we knew the Uniswap uh, business license was going to have the change date on April 1st. So it was the perfect opportunity for us to bring uh, Univ3 deployment to FMOS. So what this gives the chain is pretty much a better way for people to provide liquidity, for people to trade their tokens. And it's a much more efficient way to bring liquidity into FMOS, which is going to power the development of other DeFi projects. Because first you need to lock in liquidity in the chain and then you can build something on top of it. So after we had almost a year now that we haven't had a satisfying DEX, something that would actually meet the needs of the people, we as users and builders in the chain decided to pretty much build the project we need. So this DEX is going to bring all the benefits from Univ3, like concentrated liquidity and all of the things that make it more efficient. And we're going to deploy this into FMOS to potentially power and jumpstart the DeFi ecosystem. Right now, we have the more of the building blocks that we need. And with this piece of tech, it's going to potentially bring a huge boost to the chain. So this is our approach. We asked for funding from the community pool to fund our efforts for the development. So this project is not owned by the OA team or the OA communities. It's a community-owned DEX, and it's a public good that will jumpstart DeFi in FMOS. We're already in testnet. This we haven't mentioned yet. It's not public, but we already deployed. Everything works, and we're getting ready to provide people with uh, early access into the testnet so they can play around with the decks, help us text and test and iron out some features. And we're ready for deployment by the time we promised in the proposal. So this is going to be a huge step for FMOS in our eyes. And we hope it jumpstarts and kicks off DeFi. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm a massive fan of Uniswap V3, by the way. So uh, I, I love that you guys chose to go with that instead of... Um, the V2 or some of the more, you know, archaic versions. Um, so I'm excited to try it out. And I agree with you. These DGEN DeFi protocols do bring a lot of adoption. A lot of users or I guess, some yield farmers and things like that. But, but uh, it's great for the ecosystem. So um, maybe could you give me like a, a timeline because uh, i'm not you know i haven't i don't have it in front of me so when do you guys plan to kind of launch this yeah of course so we're gonna deploy right after the business license from uniswap expires which is april 1st so uh, as soon as that happens we're ready to to get this on fmos and 
pretty much let our users access it and actually use a, a proper product. Because we, we've experienced all the DEXs that come and go in FMOS. We were not satisfied, so this is what we're also going to use. This is the ideal solution. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, that, that sounds very exciting. And like I said, uh, uh, I love the UniV free idea. I think that will be um, very useful. And a first in the Cosmos, right? Like nobody has that. Um, I, I think because <laughs> you guys are EVM, but, but nobody else has that, right? In, in, from my understanding. Yeah, exactly. So that's the power of FMOS. Now, uh, once this is deployed in FMOS, every Cosmos chain has direct access to it, so they can take advantage of that as well. It's something you can't experience anywhere else on the Cosmos, so it's pretty powerful. That's why we're in FMOS and we're continue to push it so it grows as it, as it deserves. Yeah, very nice. Um, I guess I'll, I, I want to go to the audience for some questions as well. Because I know you have like a hard stop in about, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So I do want to give them the time to come up and ask a question on Orbital Apes or Evmos as a whole. Because I think it's uh, super interesting what you guys are building out. You guys are basically building out the ecosystem, right? Like uh, to me, you know, <laughs> if you guys aren't there, I, I don't know. There's no decks. There's no NFT project. There's no NFT marketplace. Like, <laughs> um, anyways, kudos to you. No, thank you. It was amazing to start fresh from the chain. We got to see everything, experience everything. And yeah, like our goal is to continue building. So this has always been our, our way of operating and we're going to continue doing the same thing. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, I'm wondering, you know... If we're talking about integrations, uh, you guys talked about how you will integrate with Cosmos features or, or the Cosmos will integrate with you. One really cool feature that we've been using or cool that is, is DowDow. Um, and uh, basically decentralized governance. And, you know, they kind of have all this tooling built out. And I'm wondering if that was in your guys' plans to kind of have like some sort of DAO tooling or getting access to that tooling somehow. Uh, no, not really. That doesn't really fall under our scope. Like even the um, current decks we're building, since it's a community-owned project, uh, the major changes that are going to go through it are going to be run through FMOS governance itself because we're not going to be releasing any tokens for the DEX. But yeah, like this is as far as we go in terms of governance, pretty much adopting what it currently exists in FMOS, but no additional tooling or anything on our side. Yeah, because I think they incorporated Stargaze NFTs. So if any, you know, if you ever wanted to use that, I guess you could reach out, but, but you guys don't plan to start a DAO structure within the Orbital Apes, right? That That's not in the long-term vision. Okay, so for us, we do have a form of governance. Uh, in our dashboard, we have the possibility, when whenever we're going to run a major change in the collection or in any project, we have our own system of governance. So every holder has a vote per NFT. So there's 10,000 votes and 10,000 NFTs. 
So whenever we have something big to change, we're going to pass it through there. And we've already applied it. There was a vote and people, holders voted. And we abide, uh, did what they voted for. So we do have a system of governance incorporated, but it's only going to be for major changes. And until now, uh, we've pretty much followed the vision, what we told the people. So there hasn't been a major need for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I guess to add to governance, you guys using NFTs. I, I love when collections use NFTs for the vote. I think it's what makes the most sense. But I got to ask, since you've been around and, you know, an established project, probably people already asked this, any plans of creating some sort of token on Evmos uh, for the Orbital Apes? Like a, a CW20 token, right? Something that is uh, fungible. No, so right now, uh, the furthest we go is pretty much our reward token called OAV. We airdrop this for our stakers, but it's a token not intended to have any monetary value. It's pretty much a way, like a loyalty point for holders. So they can use these points to mint exclusive collections that we release every month. And as a way to allow them to continue to interact with the brand. No plans for any tokens. It's something we try to stay away from. We don't want to carry the responsibilities of releasing a token to our community. So we want to give them value directly as a holder of NFT, not necessarily having them continue to acquire new things or anything. It's just you have the NFT, you got access, and that's it. You, you're already going to receive from us, from everything we build. Yeah, that's good. I like that approach. Because once you put a token on chain and, you know, uh, you kind of, <laughs> you got to find utility for it forever. And, and that can get a little tricky. So, but you do have the loyalty points, which is, which is cool. So I think that's a good, neat approach to reward your holders on top of all the airdrops you're already doing. Good. I, I'm wondering, you know, I saw you guys have a store um, and a few other things. There's NFT NYC coming up in April. Uh, are you guys doing something there? Is that something that you, you're, you'd be thinking of organizing something in real life uh, or not? So for now, we're not going to participate in that one, but we're pretty excited about Cosmoverse this year. We're uh, potentially going to go there and have some real life events for our holders that's in turkey right or, or did yeah. they change it okay okay yeah, yeah it's gonna be, be yeah if if we go there i mean i guess we should kind of connect and do some sort of big cosmos nft event that that'd be fun too uh as yeah, like a collab sounds good. Sounds yeah good. we can definitely do it yeah because you know what um we had something at nft london with a few stargaze friends as well and really, to reach that critical mass, I think we need to like combine all the Cosmos projects, and then and then we'd be like three, four hundred people, and then you can book like a really cool venue, uh, and and so on and so forth. Because right now there's not that many uh, people in Cosmos NFTs, so it's okay, right? We just have to do it together, and it'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, once we fully confirm that we're going, we're going to make some noise and try to get as many people as we can there. But yeah, it would be cool to collaborate. The more communities we bring, the more successful it will be. 
Yeah, for sure. And on that note, I'm wondering, I guess, yes, it's an EVM chain, um, but also Cosmos Interoperable. You, you guys are such great builders and you have all these different revenue streams. I, I'm wondering if you guys are open to selling some of your uh, tech, right? So basically, if a project on Polygon would want to have something like a Rumble or um, even start their own marketplace, I don't know, for whichever reason, right? Is that something that you guys would be open to doing, like like kind of offering some of your established utilities or tech? Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. We're always open to that. We've been close in some cases, but yeah, this is one of the approaches we would take. Because that would be like an expansion without, you know, minting a new collection on another chain. You mentioned validators earlier, but maybe it could be like, uh, I don't know, marketplace by Orbital Apes on Polygon. And then if you want to trade there, you can go ahead or, or Rumble or whichever. I, I, I'd be interested in that. Actually, I'd like to pursue that discussion with you. <laughs> No, yeah, absolutely. And I think it would be a similar approach to how we're doing the DEX right now. So pretty much the community pool is funding our efforts and our development of the chain and they're gonna of the protocol and they're gonna own it. So we can absolutely follow the same approach in any other chain. It's something we're completely open to. So if you okay. wanna have this discussion, we can do it. Nice. That sounds exciting. Um, again, if anybody from the audience has questions for CO or Co, <laughs> um, please feel free to come up. We're very privileged to have him here from the Orbital Apes team kind of chatting. I don't see you on spaces that much, guys. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't attend the Evmos spaces. I guess I only attend the Stargaze ones. Uh, but, but like, what kind of spaces or do you usually attend is it the the evmos or go ahead yeah so we're pretty much focused on evmos we've had some collaboration some spaces with other communities but we're pretty focused on evmos yeah i i i get that right like the point here or the objective is to get as many people as possible into the evmos ecosystem um it takes time and you guys are building so that's normal there's no <laughs> See, do you have any um, things that I, I guess I didn't ask as questions because I asked all the questions that were uh, interesting to me and I hope interesting to the audience, but wondering if you wanted to mention um, something exciting that's coming up for the Orbital Apes to, to the audience? I actually think you covered every single aspect of our project, so <laughs> nothing else to mention. So someone is asking a pretty... Uh, interesting question i think he, he doesn't want me to <laughs> but again it's kind of like on envelopes if, if you could do it again would you still build on evmos you don't have to answer that but because everybody <laughs> yeah but i guess it's we, would, ask. we started this chain so yeah we would it was a completely new experience for us and it's fun you really get to build a strong place for you and your community and we still haven't seen everything from Evmos, so there's a long room to grow. Yeah, and guys, if you haven't used Uniswap V3, like it's so cool. There, you can you know do some really interesting DeFi plays. I made a lot of money farming uh, in the right range, so that's why I'm hype about it and excited about it. I, I don't know if people kind of uh, 
if I'll get lucky again, but but that'll be definitely something to look forward to. And on top of the other utilities that you guys have built out, are are you guys planning any additional NFT collections? I don't know, orbital mutant apes. Uh, you know, I don't use that, please, because that sounds stupid as soon as I said it. But <laughs> some sort of second gen collection, maybe like an easier entry price for people. I don't know. I'm just asking. We want to keep growing on the community with Pluton. So ideally, like wants to get exposure to our project, it's gonna be through the main collection we have. And yeah, like that's as far as it goes for NFTs. We're building projects, we're building value. So that's the approach, not necessarily mutant, even though it would be cool. You think it would? I don't think it. As soon as I said it, I think it sounded stupid, but um, they already look very, very good. <laughs> so don't need to um, add anything in. And I agree, you guys are creating value with without inflation, right? Because I think it's something that NFT projects do a lot, is they reward holders through inflationary tokenomics. I know they're NFTs, and technically they're non-fungible, but you can mint like mutants and then you can mint like baby mutants and so on and so forth. And that just dilutes the supply while artificially kind of raising the floor price of, of these, you know, collections. So um, you guys creating something from scratch. So I think it's kind of the best way of doing or going about it to create value. Um, good. All right. Uh, I don't have any questions here <laughs> i'm looking in the chat um so there there's none here but if anybody else wants to come up if not any closing thoughts where can we learn more about the orbital apes uh and uh you know what do you recommend for our holders to do if they want to participate uh in your project yeah so you can always go to our twitter page we have our Discord and our website link there. You can access everything from the ecosystem there. And I'm sure we're gonna find a way for our communities to interact. If you want to do something with us, we're completely open for that. Nice, sounds exciting. And I'm really glad we got a chance to, to speak with each other. I, I learned a lot. I, I, you know, I don't know if you learned a lot about us, but I definitely learned a lot about you guys. And again, I'm, like I said, I'm a huge fan. Uh, we'll be on the lookout for that Uniswap V3 style DEX. I think that'll be exciting. And uh, obviously, uh, if Evmos picks up, you are definitely kind of the ultra blue chip. You guys are basically the backbone of Evmos, in my opinion. So kudos to you. Congratulations again. Uh, thanks for the audience uh, for listening in. This is recorded again by Finn, <laughs> if you want to listen to the recording. And uh, yeah, do hit up Orbital Apes on the Twitter, Discord. Our website is also very, very cool. And uh, yeah, check them out. Super fun. Thanks, everyone. Thank, thanks, uh, Ko. Uh, see you in the <laughs> internet yeah. spaces. Thank you for having us. We'll All right. Keep talking for sure. Thanks again. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Orbital Apes AMA, hosted by the Wrecked Gang, recorded on Friday, March 17th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the Leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view. Gotta find cover. Wipe off the bird poop. Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth. Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. Vision in the middle men, listen to the fiddle man, play a little ditty then, talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Channel spaces.